do you have like a small box or something to prop the iPad up? Because right now we're kind of going up at your nose. And oh then gosh. your top part of your head is cut off. <laughs> hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Main Dish Podcast. We're so excited to have you with us. I am Miley. And I am Mandy. And we are your lovely co-hosts. Mandy, how's everything going and what's good and new? It's great. I'm just going to say welcome to the Main Dish Podcast. In case people didn't know where Mandy and Miley were from, um, the Main Dish Podcast, everybody. We're not here to talk about food, um, but we do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> as in today's episode, we'll be talking about food as well. We do talk about a food business food. a lot in today's mm -hmm. episode. But it's sprinkled with a um, lot of uh, wisdom that can be uh, used in your life super so. super super good little nuggets mm -hmm. to life and business yeah yeah uh new and good for me i am heading home this week i am going to see or this weekend i guess the end of the week i'm gonna go home and see mom for mother's day weekend so i know this airs the day after mother's day so happy mother's day happy belated mother's to day to our mothers and you mothers and <laughs> You know, it doesn't, you don't, you know, mothers could be uh, inclusive of like plant mothers, pet mothers. Dog moms. Mm -hmm. I'm a plant mom, used to be a dog mom. Yes. So I am, I am including any, any, if you classify yourself as any type of mom. Caregiver. Happy Mother's Day to you. Yes. I'm going to go home and hang out with my mom for Mother's Day this year. I think I did. I didn't last year because it was a hectic time. My mom actually had like emergency surgery around this time last year the year before i think i actually went home so like every few years i i make it home around mother's day which is nice i'm like i don't know it's just me i can travel i can be home easy so uh i'm gonna go home see mom see sister nephew dad i don't know if i'll see any other relatives maybe if they're hanging around i don't really know what a lot of them are up to but it'll be nice to go home eat some vegan food in another city and just hang out and relax and not really do a whole lot of anything um I, on the way home, I'm actually going to stop in Denver for a few days and see cousins. So I'm making a big cross-country trip. Ooh. I'm in the middle of it as you're listening to this. Okay. I'm excited to hear all about it. I'm sure our listeners are as well. Yeah. So um, this past week, what? anything else new and good for Books. me? I'm, re I'm still reading Taking Sexy Back. Um. I'm getting there. I'm getting through it. It's getting good. Like oh, good. I'm, I'm moving along. It's okay. not as, That's it's good. not quite as uh, slow as it was in the very beginning of the book. And, um, I haven't started any fiction books, but I do have, I think I have, I have at least one fiction book in my bag. It's a John Green book. Have you read the fault in our stars or you've heard of the fault I've seen in the our movie. stars or paper towns? Okay. Yeah. So I have a book by him that I actually took from my mom when I was there in March. I was like, <laughs> I'm taking this book because I like this author. And then I brought it home and I didn't read it. So I'm going to pull the same thing I did on the yeah. other book that I yeah. took. Yeah. Read it on the plane on the way home. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to read it on the plane and take it back to her to get mm -hmm. rid of it. So, um, so I don't have it hanging around over my head on my nightstand staring at me like, you haven't read me yet. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, because okay. I'm reading books that are trying to elevate myself. Okay, cool, cool. So yeah, um, I'm traveling and did a whole lot of nothing this past weekend. And it was pretty nice. It's been hot in Phoenix. or like, I know, it reached 101 today. Fuck. That was not cool. But um, 
I did get a little bit of time at the pool. I know. When I texted you and you said you were at the pool, I was so jealous. But yeah. I was so happy for you, too. I remember a year ago today to or the, around this time. Pool. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I went. I just it was a nice day out. and It was like a thin veil of clouds. Mm-hmm. And it was early in the morning, like 1030. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to go out there and hang out by the pool, get a little vitamin D, get a little bit of light sun on me and put a little sunscreen on, grab my sunglasses, um, threw on one of the bathing suits in my way too many bathing suits that I have and uh, went out there and laid out there for like an hour. I kind of like flipped over once or twice nice. and just soaked up some slightly cloudy sun and really peaceful. No one else was out there. It was nice. I have a teeny tiny bit of a tan line, but not too much. So I didn't get like sunburned or too much sun. So don't at me. <laughs> sun people. I got you. I, I wasn't, I wasn't doing, I, I even confessed to Debbie the whole, when I was out there, oh, I was funny. like, I went out into the sun, but I wore the sunblock that you gave me. Yeah. See? Compromise. <laughs> and, and I was like, protection. I was like, I really like the sunblock that you gave me. So I need to know where I can buy more. Yeah. See? Good. I'm glad. So that's what I did. I'm glad you had fun and that you protected week. yourself. Yes. And I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot else good okay. and new right now. I am registering for scuba diving lessons. That's what's new in my life right now. You announced this uh, on Instagram. Did I announce it? No, I was actually looking to see if people wanted to join me because if you have a group of four or more, you get a discount oh, here she is so She's i was trying like to trying see if to anybody else wanted she to do discount. it with me <laughs> but then i found out as long as i had two people we could we still got the discount oh. so i was like okay well the more the merrier join me if you're interested and the offer is still there i've already registered but for every two people that register uh you still get the the, the buddy discount and so um and then if we all know each other, the instructor will allow us to kind of train together with mm. the pool dives and the lake dives. Mm. And so that'll be nice. And so if you're interested, hit me up. And uh, and then I started reading a book. What? If you count it as a book. I started reading the guide to the oral exam for your private pilot's license. Oh, hell. <laughs> You were probably supposed to be reading that book all this time. And now no, actually, my my instructor hasn't, uh, in, he hasn't told me to read it. I just started one. I, I just started it because I was curious because I've been, as, when I heard about how there was an oral When you said guide section, to oral, I went <laughs> so dirty. I'm uh, sure. <laughs> and then you went pilot instruction or whatever the fuck you yeah. said after anyways yeah so i uh, i've been really nervous about the oral exam and so <laughs> aren't we all <laughs> yes and so yes that's what i'm worried about so i figured i'd start reading up in preparation for the oral exam part because it could be like up to like four hours of talking to another human being and getting quizzed on your knowledge and that just frightens me that's like sitting for a podcast with us yeah, <laughs> but we're more fun. <laughs> Even though we grill and we ask questions, it's much more fun with us. Hope you have time. But you don't get a license of anything afterwards. You get nothing. But we should. We should create a little certificate for Aww. all of our guests after they sit through hours of questioning. Graduating with us. from TMD, Eminem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, speaking of which, we should make a certificate for our guest today. Who's our guest today, Mandy? 
Our guest today is Christina Rivera of Churro Go Nuts. She's someone I know from Prepped at ASU a couple years ago and just one of the probably like most fun bubbly characters in my small cohort of, I don't know, we had like 12 or so people in our class and, you know, not all of the businesses even really made it all the way through Prepped. Like some of them kind of somewhere through the course decided business ain't for me y'all and um some people pivoted and she's one that was kind of she's always had this really good vision of what she wanted and what she was going to go after and how she wanted to do it and she's really open to feedback and help and um that was part of her reason for going into prepped and uh she just always was one of the like people that was really um inspiring to kind of have around because she was so driven i think that's the best yeah. way and that kind of energy is very attractive and it gets you motivated and inspired and so i mm-hmm. i had a blast uh, chit-chatting with her today and and i hope our listeners have uh, a wonderful time and and uh, and enjoy the little nuggets that she shares with us today yes enjoy one of our favorite moms or one of my favorite moms in business in Arizona um, as a belated Mother's Day podcast to you. Mm-hmm. All right. Enjoy. Thank you so much for joining our episode, Christina. How are you Thanks doing for tonight? having me? I'm good. Exhausted as always, but very yeah. good. And what was your, what was your day like today? What was the day in the life of Christina Rivera today? Um, Wednesdays are, are supposed to be slow days, but we had a, I think it was a $900 order for, Whoa, um, 30, nice. 30 party boxes. So that was awesome. Congratulations. Um, good for you. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was, that was fun to make this morning. You know, everything that could have gone wrong did, but we got it. We got it done. Yay. So what what is this business? Tell the people listening yeah. what this business is that you're making party boxes for. I know you. This is how I know you. You and I went through a program called Prepped with ASU a couple years ago. And um, I want the people listening to hear a little bit more about what this is that what your current venture is. Yes. Yeah, so I am the owner of Churro Gonuts, and we sell Churro Donuts, regular Churros, and Churro Hearts, vegan options as well, ice cream, vegan ice cream, and then uh, regular ice cream toppings as well. So um, we own a storefront on 43rd Avenue and Bell on the southeast corner, and then we also have our food trailer, and then we also have our pop-up tent. So we've got three operations going at once. Um it's been a journey and a blessing for all three. So yeah, um, since ASU, since I met you at ASU, I want to say I didn't have the trailer yet. So mm-hmm. nope, you were building it out. Yeah, that is the so trailer. Cool. And your storefront store. is super new. Yeah, that's very new. We've had that open since February 12th. Mm-hmm. I would love wow. to hear the timeline and the journey to get to today. Because I, I know you from... The festivals that you know and and uh and then i met you at the prepped showcase showcase yes yeah so fancy um, yeah it's just like the showcase on the price is right yeah so, uh, <laughs> so maybe take us from the beginning let's start with you know where you're from and you know how long you've been i mean you're based in arizona 
uh, we have listeners yeah. from all over. So it's mm-hmm. nice to kind of hear where you're from, a little bit about yourself, and then maybe we can start with uh, the timeline for where, you know, how you got to where you are today with your three operations. Yeah. So originally I'm from San Francisco and then um, my mom managed a lot of restaurants up there in the city. Um, and so I grew up living, you know, in the back of the house, basically. Um, and also front of the house are really some really nice restaurants and some smaller ones. Um, and then we moved to Arizona and it was, you know, definitely corporate nine to five. She switched her game. And then um, I just never left the love of the restaurant life. Right. So the food life, the hospitality life, um, I went to school in Chicago. I did an abroad program uh, for hospitality in Australia. And then I did my Australia, the country. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about that. Not Australia, Ohio, Australia. (laughs) No, (laughs) Australia. I did. um, I was in Chicago and this lady came in and she's like, Hey, we have, a sister um, partnership um, for hospitality in Australia, if anyone wants to sign up. So I signed up and they're like, Hey, you've been accepted. And I was like, why not? So I went there. Um, it was amazing. Uh, wow. I learned a lot. And, um, and then I did my internship in China and Shanghai. Whoa. And I did that program for about three years and then I came home to finish my bachelor's because over abroad, you only need to really do a three-year program and then United States, you need to do the four-year to get your bachelor's. And I came home and I was like, I didn't, I never left. So everything was kind of the same. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to Arizona. I'm going to start my own thing. So I got married, fast track. Um, Have you lived in Arizona before? In between sometime? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I went to high school here. You know, this is my home. Oh, what high school did you go to? I went to Chaparral High School. Chaparral High School. Here in Scottsdale. Yeah. Yeah. I went there and then um, I graduated from ITC and um, ITI and Tempe. So I went to two different schools, but that's cool. Chaparral is the one everybody knows. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a couple things at Chaparral, like different events and stuff at Chaparral. I went to high school here in Phoenix, Arizona too. So I'm familiar with oh, that you did? school. But, yeah. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. So this Arizona, is my home. Married. home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got married. Um, we have four kids and I just really wanted to move forward with doing, um, opening up my own shop you know, doing my own thing. Cause what? I love, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no. What was the, 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 maybe the, uh, the drive or the motivation, the inspiration behind going like narrowing it down to this area of food, I guess. Oh, like churros. I, yeah. Oh, okay. churros. Oh, just the idea that you can do something that's quick serve and then be creative with it. It's just fun. You know, um, I've, I've worked in a lot of high-end restaurants and then I've worked in like, um, you know, I've bartended, I've done, you know, uh, been a waiter or waitress, you know, different restaurants. And I was like, man, I want to do something very simple, you know, just something Mm -hmm. simple, quick, fun, you know, when any holiday comes, you can be get creative with it, you know, just have like create a memory, you know? So every time I, I think of, of going out with my family, like, you know, we go to Froyo or you get to have your own toppings, you know, you just have like that fun moment and um, 
that's what drives me, you know, to, to be able to create that moment for someone to walk in or remember, enjoy that, you know, uh, creativity. Also, they can, you know, they can create their own thing when they come in, you know, we have plenty of toppings in our shop, they can build their own, they can get something that we've created for them. But I think also the, the most inspirational thing for me right now, we're working on, um, creating kind of a teen program. So like all my employees are teens. So we have a safe environment for them to work. I worked in places in the hospitality industry, you know, where people are grab assing, you know, they're all mm-hmm. cursed and everywhere there's, you know, and when it comes to your kids, you just want a safe place for them, you know? Um, so we kind of created that at Gonet. So it's really cool. And we're also working on like customer service skills because that the social media generation is so hard <laughs> for us to be like, Hey, I know there's a personality in there, you know, <laughs> let's yeah. try and bring that out. Don't be so shy. You know, if you can do it through your phone, you can do it, you know, in person too. So just kind of creating that space, um, where they can grow, you know, and, uh, and it's safe. I've had our workers, parents come in, they're like, thank you so much. You know, they were working it here and they hated it. You know, it's uncomfortable for them and, you know, they love it here. And I also give them autonomy, you know, they can kind of also create their own stuff, you know, and we're like, Hey, they'll send us pictures um, of the things that they made that day. And we'll post them on Instagram and it makes them feel real good, you know, and, you know, it's just, just creating that environment for them. So I think it's really important, um, especially nowadays, you know, it's, it's hard to find a place where I feel comfortable for my, my own kids to work. You know, if I'm not, if I don't know who that person is, you know, I'm sending them out there, you know, what, what, who are they going to be working with? You know, what kind of place is it? So, um, but yeah, that's what, that's kind of the drive at the moment. You know, we've, we're now at 10 employees. So, wow. um, yeah. So we're really, we're really excited. Most of them all go to the same high school. Um, my daughter just started working for us. So that's been amazing to see. Cause that's, you know, that's been a definite drive. Um, and then, uh, uh, one of the kids she grew up with, he just started working on the trailer too. So, wow, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it, it feels good, you know, to be able to be there and teach them and kind of mentor them through it. And, a lot of them, it's been their first jobs and they've done an awesome job. I've been really blessed. No bad apples yet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're instilling such like good core character things in mm, developing them. Young adults, like like work ethic and earning money and responsibility. Yeah. Like scheduling, responsibility, like customer service skills, sort of just like being a human. Communication like skills. Yeah. yeah. Like learning how to be a human in front of other humans. Shocking. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's, that's so great. Yeah. It's hard for them. I mean, my daughter called me the other day. I was like, Hey, I can't open up the Jimmy John's app. I need you to call them and, and tell them the credit card number. She's like, you want me to call them on like, the phone? On the phone? <laughs> I'm like, yes, call them on the phone. I'm like, if you can work with customers on the trailer, you can call them on the phone. She's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm like, you're doing it if you want some Jimmy John sandwiches. 
I'm dying. I'm not doing yeah. that. I'm not doing yeah. that. <laughs> That's so she, funny. She did it. She texted me. She's like, I did it. I called them. They're they're on their way. I was like, okay. <laughs> now you're going to eat. <laughs> yeah. That shit is so funny. <laughs> You want me yeah, to call it, them on the phone? Yes, that's what a phone does. Back yeah, in the day, that's calls. all it used to do. <laughs> oh boy, that's adorable. Yeah. You've done so much. Like, I mean, you're young, and like, you have all of these, all these. You have this business with all of these um, versions of it as an operation that will kind of fit any event that you might uh, fit into, and then like four kids and you've lived in other countries am i wrong in thinking that you were also in the military yes that was uh seven years of my life yes. okay <laughs> was that before yeah. or after oh it must have been after oh it was so before was... Oh, yeah. okay so from yeah. high school you went into the military, military. for seven mm -hmm. years oh okay so that was before australia and china yeah mm -hmm. and marriage and kids yeah wow. yeah what branch of the military I was in the army. Um, I was full time in the National Guard. And then um, I deployed twice. And I think after the second time I came home and I was just like, you know what, I think I'm done. You know, um, I'm done with my contract. I'm just gonna go see what what I can do about school, you know, mm -hmm. and then um, and then I, went, I moved to Chicago and kind of took a leap of faith. And I loved Kendall College, you know, that was amazing in Chicago. It was awesome. Um, it, it was an experience I just, I cherish. And then being in Australia, that opportunity was amazing. Being in China was crazy. Um, it was a crazy <laughs> experience. So I think coming home and just realizing like, hey, this, it gave me the confidence to just really do my own thing, you know, and um, also working in different restaurants, I mean, you really see like the good and the bad, you know, so you can really kind of say, take both things and learn from it and just apply it, you know, and say, Hey, I learned not to do this. So I'm going to do this, you know? So yeah, working oh. for a huge variety of different personality types too, I would think is very instrumental in sort of like, if you're going to run your own spot, you know, what type of manager owner people respond to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like you want to be the type of person that you want to work yeah. for. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. That's a great way of saying it. Um, had you had any exposure before, like from family or anything, like for like uh, to run a small business or to start a, a business? Okay. No, okay. I wish. No, no, okay. <laughs> I no, wish. No, no, that's amazing though. So, <laughs> you, you know, you come back from um, China, I guess, and then you yeah. get married and you're having, you know, you're building your family and you're, you then what you're thinking you want to well I took I think um I I kind of took a step back with the kids because I was like hey you know kids are a priority and then I just I just had like odd jobs you know at rest different restaurants so that I could be there for them and then I just I kind of stepped back and I was like I could do this on my own like I could still be a mom I could do run my own business and I could still kind of make a difference, you know, and instead of just coming into work, clocking in, clocking out, you know, and um, so I worked at GCU for a while at the hotel and restaurant there. And it was, I love the people I worked with there. They were awesome. Um, but we all kind of went our own ways. And then they were so supportive of me making that decision. And so they're like, go for it, just do it. I was like, okay, I'll do it, you know, and I just, 
I just did it. You know, first step, it looks ugly, but just mm -hmm. making that first step is, is a really great thing, you know? So if anyone's out there thinking of doing it, they should just do it. Even if it looks ugly, because all you can, that's the hardest part, I think, to just start. And well, the, yeah. the birth of this was like the, the pop-up, the tent? Yeah, the pop-up. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, we um, more about that. Yeah, like did you? Start, yeah, were you thinking I'm gonna go try to market this towards weddings because I know wedding cater weddings will cater in like a special dessert person sometimes instead of doing like big cake ordeals they'll have people come in and do crepes or things or you know donut walls or whatever it is. Um, were you thinking like those types of gigs or were you thinking events and festivals? Um, I was I loved farmers market. So okay. like supporting local like was was our thing. We would go every Saturday and Wednesday. We'd go to Uptown. We would just go to the different markets. And I told my kids, I was like, one day I'm going to be in the farmer's market, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, you know, and um, they just loved it. And, and so I started, you know, contacting them and I got the licensing for the permits and I wanted to see if the concept worked. I'm like, what's the cheapest way I can do it? without losing so much money and the mm -hmm. tent, the pop-up was the cheapest way. I'm like proof of concept. Okay, let's do it. And then I saw that there was a burrito festival downtown and I was like, Oh, that would be perfect. And we, we went in there and we killed it. I mean, nice. it was so insane. It was such a good feeling because of a lot of nerves, you know, hard work. And we were just we're running out of stuff. People are going to the store. They're like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to, you know, we have to do it. We killed it. And it was just um, the moment we realized, okay, this will work, you know? And then granted, of course, that didn't happen every time we showed up, you know, at a festival or a market or an event, you know, we definitely had our moments. We did one festival downtown. It was a really low moment. I think I spent... I think 700 on product that was like ready to go. It's Phoenix downtown. Oh. It's going to be huge. Um, problem was it was a free event. Mm. So people didn't really have the money, you know, mm -hmm. to, to buy something they don't really know. So they're going to go with what they know. And that was the demographic of it. And so there was a lot of us that didn't make any money and it cost us, but maybe like 500 to just be there. I was going to so, say, usually those events, most people don't know this, but vendors pay $500 yeah. to just show up and put your tent up and have the opportunity to sell. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so I was like, oh my gosh. You know? <laughs> and it was in the beginning stages. So it was definitely a, a lesson. Like I have to learn, you know, what events are going to work. What's my demographic? You know, what's my price range going to fit into? So really studying your customers, you know, getting to know them um interacting with them and just having that day I had to send you know the person that was working for me I had to send her home and so it was just it was a little devastating but I think just knowing that those lessons you just kind of have to take in and learn from it and just keep going you know yeah um so I I think working every day I I at least do one thing for my business outside of operations that we already do. So that just kind of helped us grow and just keep going. And learning yeah. those learning those festivals in the beginning, I remember doing that with the cupcake business. And it's like from one, like you said, from one to the next can be so different. And then it just right. takes you a minute to kind of figure out like, oh, I'll kill it here. Or, oh, yeah. that's not even worth me getting out of bed. 
Right. <laughs> kind of learning how to ed- I, like it's estimating or yeah, like I'm losing less predicting. money if I literally just light this 300 bucks on fire instead of going <laughs> to that event. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's worth my yeah. time to not do anything versus some things. And yeah, you just it's it's interesting learning that and figuring that out when the same I didn't have any background. I mean, I worked in a restaurant or a couple of food service positions as a kid and through, you know, high school and college. But I don't have anyone around me who ever owned uh, a food business. And then it's like, I don't know if if these people are all doing it, why can't I do it? So sure, give it a shot, see what happens. And then it's, yeah, like the first big event I go to, I crush. And a couple of events, it's just like, wow, you feel like the bell of the ball. And then other ones, crickets. And yeah, uh, and then you sit back and you're just, you're just gathering all this data, right? You're like okay, what was different about that event that wasn't at this event? And like the burrito event, churros, burritos, you're like the perfect pairing and people are showing up there to eat. Right, exactly. They're going to eat until they fucking burst. Like people have have food events, eat till they can't eat no more. And then they bring in friends to help them eat again. (laughs) Yeah. Walk around some just to eat more. Yeah, they're like, let's bring a group of us and split everything and eat five times the amount of food we, food we normally would in a day. And then we'll take some more to go. Yeah. It's fantastic. Definitely. Yeah, definitely my husband, for sure. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> Trying those, everything. Those are the best events. And those are the best people to have at those events. But then you show up at some event that's like an art festival. And people are kind of browsing and buying jewelry or looking at art and doing this and doing that. And then you're just kind of like waiting on people to get hungry and those people might have eaten before they even showed up at this festival so and it's like at a burrito those newer downtown they used to do there's a couple of event organizers in phoenix and they do all those themed events like the pizza event and the, this event and it's like yeah how you learn to start asking questions right like how many other dessert vendors do you have what right. other oh. what other dessert vendors do you have? Do you have another ice right. cream vendor? Do you have another donut vendor? Do you have a, you know, what, who else is there and what are they serving? Because I'm not trying to show up somewhere and put money in your pocket if somebody else is already selling the same thing or something very similar to what I've got going on. Right. No, that's completely true. Yeah, I definitely learned the hard way, you know, learning what questions to ask. Have they done this event before? Do your research, you know, because the fees are, are unreal. And I think, I think people don't understand that. They're like, oh, you could just, why don't you just park right here? I'm like, that's not how it works, you know, (laughs) legally. I know some people do it, but you know, I am like, legally, it doesn't work like that, you know? Right. So, but um, yeah, we've, we've definitely gone down. I've, I've, showed up where no nobody there was no people Mm. and they still took my money you know and I was like what what's happening you know yeah but um you learn you learn real quick and then talking to other business owners right so Uh asking them like I'll ask Josh I'll ask you like hey have you done this before how was it you know just having that relationship is awesome too so support system it's kind of like a creating a support system too and Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after the pop up, then what? Well, then what? You're like, okay, you this is it. When you started for... at ASU, right? At Prepped? Yeah, we just okay. had our pop up. We purchased, um, we decided to purchase a trailer um, and then it was getting built out. So I think we waited eight months for it to be ready. Um, 
but yeah, we, we decided the the trailer, we, we think, cause we fry everything. So to bring the fryer, you know, it's, it's a lot. Um, so with the trailer, you're just m- more mobile mm-hmm. and it's easier in certain ways, but it's also harder in other ways. Like I, it's really hard for me to staff that. Who am I going to trust to drive my truck and my trailer? Right. So um, that's really difficult to kind of let go. It's easy to just pay someone to show up, you know, cashier or cook, right? But to actually drive it out to the events is definitely a risk. Um, and maintenance, you know, it's, it's, it's just more expensive, right? But um, you also you also have like a, it's it's just different. It's, it's different, but in a good way. People so are drawn, love, yeah, people are yeah. drawn to a truck differently than they are a pop-up tent. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think they see it as like more established, you know, um, different vibe in some to ways. it too. Mm-hmm. Right. But then again, with our pop-ups, like, you know, just at the vegan festival, people loved it. So it just depends on the crowd. Right. So, yeah. um, but I think, I think it's, I think it's great. I love my trailer. That's my favorite thing of all the three. <laughs> Food trucks are really sexy and they've been having yeah. like a moment per se for what, like the last six or eight years probably Mm -hmm. like food trucks have really sort of boomed and and everybody who runs a food business thinks like the food truck is sort of like the end all be all like I don't need a brick and mortar I'm gonna do a food truck and I'm like maybe you should look into how much that actually costs yeah then I mean like people can spend you can go on the low end and maybe you put out 30 or 40 thousand dollars and refurbish a food truck and make it yours but like 80 to a hundred and twenty thousand dollars I've seen some people spend on oh, food trucks wow yeah. that's more than you'd put is into that just a purchasing store. or is that after because I assume that once you purchase you also have to kind of uh, renovate or invest more thing. like you have to purchase more for it to build it out yeah you I mean you they have to meet food they have to meet codes just like restaurants do yeah. so sinks and you know fire extinguishers and washers and blah blah you have to have i was gonna say that must have been a big learning curve to just understand because it was one thing to learn all the different permits and licenses to have a pop-up now you have a vehicle and so right. there's probably even more regulations or things that you had to figure out i think for anyone that's looking to buy a food truck buy a used one that's been permitted already so oh. the the county like already has the plans you know it's good to go you know um and then also with that the the fire marshals already have it permitted as well Mm. so i think just knowing the background of the truck saying like hey it was it was cleared you know they got an a here they got an a there um and then a used one is great because i mean you you can make it your own so we just purchased like used equipment you know, EEL or offer up, you know, Facebook marketplace, just Options. make sure it worked. And do, then do food checks are already there. permitted. Do they tend to sell at a higher cost than ones that don't have permits? Um, I don't, I don't know. I just know that from the people that I know, we don't buy new food trucks oh. because they really yeah. rack up the, yeah, no, the no. prices. Yeah, yeah, these buying... are the people that are spending 80 grand on brand new food yeah, trucks. Oh custom my gosh. Bills. Wow. That's too much. We didn't yeah. spend that. <laughs> we did not that's... spend that. <laughs> even, even when people were telling me on the low end they were spending 30 to 40 on them, I'm like, that's nuts. Like They've I... gone up. The prices yeah. have definitely gone up. But I would I would do a trailer. Um, it has benefits because it's cheaper. 
Oh, that's um, true. You have mm-hmm. a trailer and then your truck. Yeah. So it's not like the actual truck. You're not driving the actual food truck. Right. And if oh. it breaks down, like you don't get it, have to get it towed, you know, you just change the tires on the trailer. <laughs> yeah. But the bad thing is you have to have a truck to haul it. So yes. it just kind of weighs out like what's better for you. And the other thing is with food trucks versus brick and mortar, which I thought is interesting, was interesting to me when I was looking at options is um, sure brick and mortars have their own issues, right? Like you have plumbing and you know, you have all the same issues in a brick and mortar that you do in this mobile food truck, except you're taking this mobile food truck or trailer and you're rattling it down the fucking road for miles and miles. <laughs> like you are shaking everything in it down the road. Yeah. I didn't thought, think about that. In my mind, I was thinking, well, you with a brick and mortar you're stuck in one location and then right with mobile you you know so but i didn't even think about like brick and mortar yeah everything's tied down yeah. for sure when we when we got your <laughs> cupcakes the churro cupcakes oh my gosh so we sold out of uh mandy's cupcakes within an hour oh so gosh. we were parking <laughs> on <laughs> our <laughs> and we ordered them and they were gone they were like text the instagram hey do you still have some can we come get some I'm like they're all out everyone already <laughs> ordered them but I did lose one because, you know, driving the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. So it was, I lost one. I was like, no, you know. <laughs> it's like gold. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we have to tie everything down. Everything's in containers, but it's not that big of a deal, like for what we, we have. I don't know what someone else it may be a bigger deal for them. But definitely your cupcakes, we would have to secure them <laughs> in some way. <laughs> I was like, we have to put it inside the truck, not the trailer next yeah. time. You have know? to be like in a bin, locked down, yeah. not sitting right. up on anything where they might fall over. Yeah. <laughs> this is That's me yeah. every time I like have to hand over a custom order to somebody. I'm like, don't leave that sitting on the seat. Because if someone whips out in front of you, I don't care how careful you're driving. If someone pulls a move and you have to turn or stand on your brakes, that's gone everywhere. And yeah that's on you so I was like I'm always like let's find a secure place for this in your car and then you can go <laughs> yeah yeah so how have things been when did you open your brick and mortar in February February of 12th this, we opened of this year of this year yeah oh wow yeah congratulations that's very new and during yes. COVID I know it was now, I'm not saying that in a bad way I'm saying it in this like, like that's wow. amazing that's incredible yeah yeah, we, we, that was hard. So we signed the lease in 2019 mm-hmm. and oh. no, November we decided to do it. And then December is when like it was legally done and then COVID hit and we were supposed to open April of 2020. And I mean, nobody like COVID just stopped everything. And nobody we're like, was oh leaving my their gosh. House. Yeah. So the construction had stopped you know um they were saying materials are unaccessible because nobody's going to work so we literally paid um you know our cam fees which is a portion of our lease every single month until february without revenue and i honestly like i thank god every day because i have no idea (laughs) how we did it um yeah and you know, we, we definitely changed some of the construction plans. We put a garage door in. So that way there is somewhat of an outside, outside seating, you know, for people, we have hand sanitizer stations in there. Everybody still wears masks, you know, until everyone's comfortable. Um, but you know, just the garage door was $7,000, you know, so the outdoor seating, because I'm like, well, if this happens again, 
and they're going to try and shut us down. I want to have an opportunity to still be able to sell at least out of our window, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we were sharing this space with, um, cuties lemonade. Um, we went in together because we kind of have like the same business model, the same, um, idea ideals and, you know, he's married, he has kids too. So, we just come to, we both, our families kind of came together and we just decided um, why not share the space. We're sharing the, the finances, we're sharing the marketing, we're sharing um, each other, like each other's concepts, right? So he's the drinks man, the dessert, but they're both desserts, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a good idea that way. It wasn't just solely on me and I could learn, we could learn from each other, you know, um, he definitely has a lot more stores. So I was like, I need someone I can learn from, you know, how to operate because I've never done this before. So I think, I think by doing that was really helpful. Um, And yeah, February we opened and let me tell you, it's nothing like the food truck, (laughs) (laughs) the food truck, you, you go, you go to the people, right. And then the storefront, you got to get people in there. So marketing is definitely um, something we're working on to get people to draw them in. Um, it's definitely high traffic area, but a lot of people don't know that we're there. So, you know, we're going to start doing door hangers. We're going to start um, just doing old school ways as well as social media, of course, mm-hmm. um, Facebook ads, things like that, but definitely getting people in the doors and knowing that we're there is, um, is, is the hardest part, you know, which I'm not really used to with the trailer. Yeah. So, it's not a lot of effort on that side, but yeah, we're going to get maybe like a lemon mascot on the side of the road oh. <laughs> holding a churro sign. Well, you're going to get a churro mascot on the side of yeah. the road next and like somebody dressed yeah. up as a scoop of ice cream. I was trying to find one, but they look a little inappropriate. I don't know what that would look like on the side of the road. Oh my God. If I was driving down the road, I'd be like, did you guys just see that asshole? So I'm just like, maybe we should do just a lemon, you know, everyone knows just a lemon. It's safer, more family friendly. Yeah. You guys, is that a teenager dressed up like a butthole? Yeah. I, I wouldn't have even it's thought so of that bad. until you mentioned it, but that's so funny. Yeah. And then the stick churro, that doesn't oh, look good. So I was just like, I was just getting there in my brain, too. Yeah. So that's, I'm like, well, churros maybe, out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe so the, le- maybe, maybe the, the mascot that's, <laughs> you know, in the lemon costume can hold a churro. There you go. Like, but then he might be holding something that looks kind yeah. of morbid too. Nope. Just um, maybe a sign that says the word yeah, churro. churro. Yeah. Churros <laughs> this way and then the lemon. You Somebody know. has a scoop of ice cream could work or a giant ice cream yeah. cone. That, cone. That I was going to say, work. make sure there's a cone because otherwise if it's just a scoop, it might look like poop. Yep, it could. <laughs> right. Food is so dirty. <laughs> a big ice cream cone type of thing would yeah. be great though because people in the summertime. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's true. What's more sexy yeah. in Arizona than lemonade and ice cream in the summer? Yeah. And then you yeah, get them to the door work. and they're like, I can put it on a churro? Yes, please. Yeah, I just talked to Josh. I'm like, how do I make churro waffle cones and he's like oh my god we need to do that and I was like just teach me your ways and he's like all right I'll think about it I'll call you back you know is he making waffle cones right now 
No, I was just oh. asking him if he could help me make it vegan, you know. Um, do, you do you have a waffle the... cone maker? No, not yet. But yet? I was going to oh. add it to oh, the... the operative word is yet. Yeah. Yes. So funny yeah. story, my neighbor here where I live in my condos, one day we tell each other when Amazon packages arrive, I'm like, hey, Rumi or neighbor, I call him Rumi. Hey, neighbor. Um, <laughs> I'm like, you got a package outside your door, just making sure you're aware and you're home. He's like, oh, yeah, cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I just I was like, just want to make sure you're home tonight. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll grab it later. You can just leave it there. Thanks. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. And I happened to notice it was a waffle cone maker. <laughs> and I was like, so if you need any help making waffle cones, uh, holler at the girl. <laughs> <laughs> if I smell any amazing smells coming out of there later. Yeah, they smell so good. Yeah, I was like teasing about stealing it. I'm like, I saw it was a waffle cone maker. So um, it might not be there. If you, you better hurry up and yeah. pick up your package. Otherwise, I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm betting you could like put some of that churro, put one of your doughs on the maker. I'm sure and you then... could put it in a waffle maker. I don't know about a waffle yeah. cone though, but like a waffle maker, you usually smash that thing out into a waffle yeah. And I'm betting you could roll it up around one mm -hmm. of those hot steel cones. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've I've watched how to make them and I'm like, oh, it's easy. You can do it. You know, just have to buy the, the waffle maker. Smash anything into a waffle and it's better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I get so excited when I think about all of the amazing things that you're doing because not only are you like a mother, but you're also a business owner. You're also the creativity behind like the, you know, the the products, right? Like here you are just thinking about and imagining new concepts for products for your business. And then you're also a, a partner in a business. Uh, how do you, how do you juggle it all? How do you like, you know, keep the energy <laughs> up and then, you know, keep the inspiration going and pray a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, no, honestly, I, I think so my husband, um, he recently just, um, left his job his contracting job has ended. So it's me and him now. So even oh. before it was just me. And, um, so just recently on February, he just ended his contract. So we decided we'd come together and, um, and, figure it out right because husband and wife working together is a whole yeah. other oh, concept yeah. so you never you never get away from these people no. you're, yeah. you're living with them you're working with them yeah, yeah. it's it's a lot but um are but you still sleeping in the same bedroom <laughs> yeah yes well, okay Sometimes we're like we're like we're killing each other by noon afternoon we're okay right and then <laughs> around six o'clock is like oh my gosh you have to talk about tomorrow you know but no, on, we're working on it. It's hard. It's not easy. I call Heather from Prepped because she works with her husband yeah. on her on the food truck. I'm like, Heather, how do you do this? She's like, oh, we just want to kill each other every other day. But <laughs> the days that are good were, is awesome. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but she's like, you'll get through it. It's just the initial part. And yeah, we're learning through that. But as far as balancing all the things, um, I think by sharing the space at the storefront with cuties has been so helpful because something maybe I'm lacking, like he'll pick up, you know, um, his business and vice versa. So, um, for example, like we needed, I don't know what it was. We needed, we needed like some type of inventory. He's like, Oh, just use mine. You know, I got you like, you know, being able to have somebody there. Um, and then employees, they love working there. So they also balance each other out. Um, if somebody's running late, the other person's got it, you know, just cross training. Nice. Also, 
Um, I, I think with the storefront, it's, it's a quick service. So we can all, we only need two people there. Um, it's a small restaurant. So you're just ordering dessert or lemonade. We can get it out to you really quickly, um, and enjoy it. And, and so having like that low labor cost is also really helpful because you're really only managing. I only manage four people at the store. Um, and then the trailer, I I'm doing the bookings now. Um, and then my husband takes the trailer out and then we have two people that we hire for the trailer. And then, so we've got that down before it was just me, you know, <laughs> so now with that the trailer, um, you're not going to events with the trailer. Are you going to like specific locations through like every given day or on any given day? There or? are some small events happening now. Yeah. Yeah. But um, even then, because sometimes I see food trucks that are outside of like big business oh, yeah. buildings or like you know in downtown phoenix or we used to have a food truck that would come to campus mm-hmm. every thir- you know thursday or whatnot so like Corporate is that parks. part of your business yeah. plan for the trailer like not not just oh, events yeah. but just on a daily basis or uh you know for however many days a week you go out to wherever it is that you go out to yeah so um for example monday we had power so power has um in mesa power ranch has all food trucks events monday through saturday Oh. Um, every night. Yeah. And then um, on Tuesday, what did we have yesterday? Oh, we had a school. So they have like football practice. So we go to football Then we had teachers appreciation week. So we were at a, a few different schools. Um, the cool thing about schools is with food trucks, not a lot of people know. Um, a lot of times you give 10% back and it goes back into the school. So that's really cool. Um, that is really and then, mm-hmm. so yeah, we do um, a lot of HOA events. Um, We've done stores, um, home, like home and Home Depot we've done. So, um, yeah, we've do, okay, we do all, cool. all those. Yeah. Yeah. And with some of those events, do they guarantee you a minimum? Yeah. So I started doing that. Um, we definitely have it in an email or an invoice. We have to make this much. Um, and if we don't, you know, you owe us the difference, you know, to cover our costs, because there was a point in time when we just started, we're like, we'll take anything, you know, yeah. and we were showing up and then we weren't making enough to cover our costs. So again, like talking to other truckers, saying what they do um, and kind of being in line with them. So learning, learning that was, was hard too. Yeah, for sure. Cause I was definitely underpricing because <laughs> I was just excited. I'm like, Oh, they want us here. They want us there. We would just go. And, but now, you know, we, we've definitely gotten smarter about it. Um, and then I think with the events are coming back, I saw like taco festivals coming back this year. So that's really exciting. You know, people are going to start going to events. The thing that I think all truckers and mobile food learn through COVID is that we don't really need to pay the big fee. Yeah, 100%. So I, I also felt like, fuck this. I don't need to carry this tent out everywhere I go. I can sell yeah. just as much out of like working from home and I don't need to haul all this stuff around and sweat and kill myself at events. Yes, yes. I also enjoy yeah. events immensely, but like you can be a lot more choosy about them and like paying those monster fees. I didn't realize how monster those fees were. That's yeah. Oh my Insane. goodness. Yes. I think it's almost robbery. Yeah. Too. Because you don't even get, like you said, like sometimes there's nobody and there's no guarantee. Mm-hmm. That's, right. That's such a big chance and a big risk that you're taking. And then yeah. you, you have like food that goes uneaten, right? Like wasted resources. And 
I mean, yeah, if you're like with churros, you're making most of that stuff to order and what you're not cooking that day, probably most of it's going back to your store, like, cause you're keeping everything cold or frozen and you have a storefront thankfully, but there's a lot of people like me, I don't have a store to take everything back to. So what I make and haul out, I want to sell out. Like I'm bringing, you need to sell out. I'm bringing enough to sell there yes so yeah show up show up early buy what you want and if you don't you might not get anything or you might not get the first thing you wanted um I mean I never intend to sell out in an hour even though that <laughs> happens on occasion but like yeah I'm yeah I mean people like me with prepped prepared foods like I'm showing up with an amount that I intend on getting rid of that day right I'm not trying to show up with an, you know, three days worth of food so that everybody can have some. Like, I want everybody who wants some to get some, but you better get there and get it. Right. Yeah. No, like having to prepare your food and then having a shelf life, like people don't understand that too. So if Mm -hmm. your event coordinators are like, hey, you can come out, whatever, you know, but you don't know like what goes into that. You know, a lot of event coordinators don't understand that it's prepped, it has a shelf life or you know, a lot of the barbecue trucks, they marinate their meat for yeah. overnight, you know, they have to prepare and if they don't sell, then they have to throw it away, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I totally understand. Like with us, we just freeze our stuff. So we, you know, that's easy for us, but I totally understand when you sell out, you sell out and that's good for you, you know? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm making sure I bring enough to cover my costs and turn a profit. I mean, I'm trying to turn a profit. I'm not trying to do this for free. And like it did involve 10, maybe 10 hours or something of baking and prepping and packaging and labeling. And then all of my time there at the event, setting two hours, three hours before those events open up, you're setting up and getting everything ready. And then you're there the entire time. And I mean, you know, if you're paying people to be there on top of that, that's, that's all a big cost. More costs, yeah. Plus $250 to $500 just to walk in the door. I am really curious to see what event fees are going to be like with events yeah. coming back this year. Um, I think we should all come together and say Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. We're not doing it. Honestly. So if we... you're a pop-up or you're a food truck, um, get in touch with Christina and I. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go on drop strike the fee- until yeah. it's reasonable yeah or just you know you show up well maybe there's a certain amount of um vendors that can show up at no cost right and then they make a fee by charging people to show up to the event itself aren't there events like that they both they charge vendors and they charge people to walk in the door gosh yeah all of the above i mean it's not like they don't incur cost as organizers i mean there are costs to permitting like the city makes Mm. you permit everything if you have food trucks you need fire permits if you have if you're closing off streets for parking like there's a lot of permitting and a lot of things involved in it but i mean those event organizers you know when they're making money i mean especially now like having an insight with Phoenix Vegan Night Market, like Josh, I just have a lot of details just being close with Josh. And he talked about it a bit on when he came on the pod. It's like those event organizers are making a lot of money sometimes. It does not cost that much money. And I understand that they're also trying to make a living doing this, but it's like at whose expense? Right. You shouldn't take advantage of small business. Yeah. Right. Small business is like, ouch. I'm selling you can $4 take a percentage. Yeah. yeah. I think percentages all day long. Like you want to take 10% of what I made, 
we're both winning. You want to take 15%. It's a busy night, Friday, Saturday. We're both winning. You know, I'm keeping you going. You're keeping me going. You're both incentivized. Win-win. Yeah. So I think that's great. I know some of the biggest legitimate money-making festivals was only 250. And so when I learned that, I was like, well, why are these other ones costing five, 700, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it was, it was a hard lesson, you know, for sure. But doing your research and then talking to Josh, that was awesome. You know, learning the background of it and what it takes, you know? I love Um, when, I love when organizers reach out to me, like, do you know this pinners conference? There's like a Pinterest conference that comes to town every, well, I don't think they came last year because of COVID, but there's this conference for Pinterest people. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not much of a pinner, but, um, there's this pinners conference and they set up all of these, they have all these vendors come in and set up booths and it's basically like crafts and this and that. And then they have food vendors come in and they want to charge 600 bucks to have a booth, like a Oh, wow. Six by 10, maybe. I don't know. It's not, it's like a table um, space at the Pinners Conference because 6,000 people walk through the door. I'm like, yeah, but they're not there to eat, do I? They're just there to browse and. Yeah. They're there to like play with all the products. Mm -hmm. Like they could care less about a dessert in the corner. I was like, I don't really pay those kinds of fees. And that's the other thing I think a lot of people don't know is you can potentially negotiate some of those fees and costs and some, yeah. some event organizers will do it and some won't. And it's like, it's kind of like setting a boundary. Like mm. in you, if you have a personal relationship and you're setting a boundary, you're like, listen, I'm not willing to do this. And like, if you want me there, like this is where I can do it. I can't do it beyond that. And sometimes they'll meet you there. So I think that's, that was a really interesting thing to, I, I don't love haggling. It's not my, yeah, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's like I, I know you're just trying to make a living, but um, so, so am I. I. <laughs> so am I. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me. I will not be paying that. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as far as balancing things out, I mean, it's just, I think it's bringing the whole family together and saying, hey, like this is, I'm doing this for you guys too, you know, and then being a part of it. And then now that they're working, like my daughter's working, you know, the siblings see that, you know, they're excited. And, um, I think it's just, it's just all of us coming together in agreement. Like this is what needs to happen today. And then this is what needs to happen tomorrow. And it's, it's chaotic. Don't get me wrong. I was going (laughs) to say, what's perfect. What's the hardest part besides having your husband with you all the time? No, he, he's really not. He's with the trailer. So I'm home mostly with the kids now. So that's okay. kind of nice because it used to be always with the trailer and I'd miss out on my kids and he was there, mm, you know, because okay. his job was a lot lenient, you know, it was very, he had a lot of autonomy. So he was able to be home. And so now it's kind of flip-flop. And so, um, so it's, it's been nice. Like I'm actually at the farmer's market again, like with oh, my kids hanging oh, out. Yeah. So Which farmer's cool. market are you at? Um, the one uh, at the Arrowhead Mall. So okay. that's, yeah. Um, get local. Cool. Um, she she's there now. And then um, so, yeah, it's just recently this past couple of months. I'm like, hey, I can take them now. And, yeah. and he's working the trailer. And so now we're just kind of talking about finding someone to work the trailer and, you know, having the money for that, you know, that labor because labor is just a huge cost as, a, as well. So um, 
but yeah, we're, I mean, it's just working together really. Um, as far as the little things, I will say, don't hate me, <laughs> but having four kids, being married, having a business, you know, um, it's a lot. And I think people need to kind of step back sometimes and just see what things they can kind of give in as far as finances, like mm. having someone come deep clean your house every other two weeks. That's amazing. You're also employing somebody, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's a hundred dollars. So I could be working on, you know, booking more events and making more money versus spending six hours deep cleaning my house, you know, kind of finding those little things. Um, if you can meal prep, you know, that's awesome. If you have kids make your lunches throughout the week, like make it for the whole week, you know, spend an hour doing that. Those things make your life like so much easier, you know? <laughs> and, um, yeah, just, just those things, those little things, they really make a big difference because I would, you know, I don't want to live in a messy house and I would, I would be sitting there cleaning all day long and I could really be working on my business, you know, um, and realizing that I, I could be making at an event three, 400 bucks. And then, you know, but I'm also paying someone else and she's amazing. So I'm helping her business out too in the process. And it's just twice a month. That's what, you know, we have, but, um, that those little things, they help. So really any type of anything to help you be more organized, anything to help you, um, take the, the management of your home, um, any family members that are willing to help you like with, um, watching your kids so that you can remember to go on date night with your husband, <laughs> you know, yeah. just having that balance because it's, it's nonstop when you own a business, it's when you wake up and you're still going, it's not a nine to five. It's kind of like, which 80 hours are you choosing to work th throughout the week? You know? Yeah. It's so, always on your brain. Like, like Miley said yeah. earlier, she said, like, you're the creative brain, you're the market, you know, mm -hmm. you maybe you, mm -hmm. you maybe have somebody Managing. helping with marketing now, but yeah. you're, you're hiring and you're this yeah. and you're that and, and you're doing all and... of the things. And, um, I like what you said about any way you can accept help from, whether it's hiring someone to come and clean your house once or twice a month or family members who want to help out and watch the kids. Mm -hmm. Like I think as women, we somehow along the way societally kind of got conditioned to just be all of the things all of the yes. time. And it was like poo pooed on maybe or shameful right. to accept help and try to like actually live your best life instead of pretending on social media, you're living your best life. Right. And like yeah. putting, putting on the airs about it, right? And it's like, no, I get this done because I have a lot of help. Like my husband helps me in this and my husband does this. And then I have, you know, my mom's around and aunts and uncles and cousins. And I have people around willing to help me with the kids so that I can also be the other role that's so important in my life, which is being a wife is important. Like yeah. not just being a mom 100% of the time. It's not just being a business owner 100% of the time. It's like... um or like you said, organizing and planning and failing. What's the saying about like failing to plan is planning to fail? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's never a perfect system. And there's yeah. definitely a stigma that goes with it. I mean, my husband's side of the family, you know, they're, they're Puerto Rican. So the culture is, you know, the mom cleans mm -hmm. and cooks and, you know, he's expecting this amazing meal every night, you know, and I'm just like, Nope. I would love, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm like, uh, you know, and 
it 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 definitely definitely kind of hits you as a woman you know especially yeah. hispanic and so i'm just like well hey how about we how about i cook because you know if you let me want me to cook i'll cook your favorite meal on friday night we can kind of make it a date night and look forward to that rather than having that pressure on you every mm. single day this you know? like silent and, expectation yeah and nobody not everyone's gonna understand it you just have to be okay with it you're like hey i'm trying to build something here so yeah, my yeah. family understands and that's what matters you know right. it's what works for you but yeah i've had people say oh you have someone come help you like what you know I don't live in a big house I don't live in a mansion or anything but I know what I'm trying to do you know I know yeah. what I want for my future so um and, and my family's future so yeah and out quality of life yeah like well, doing yeah. some of those things that outsource the thing like you know like a hundred dollars to have someone else clean your house so that it frees up six hours for you to right. actually do things that are actually going to make more than the hundred dollars that you're spending yeah. right i'll put and it on it air i your quality of to life come clean my stupid little condo and i live alone no kids no husband no pets <laughs> but i'm fucking busy i have a full-time day job i'm running the food business we're doing this podcasting i'm also trying to have my own life and not every hour that i'm home do i want to like do i want to spend a few yeah. hours cleaning my house every like sometimes it's nice to have just treat yourself yeah. and give yourself a break and, and it increases right? your quality of life when you are giving yourself a break 100 like i will sit here and read my mail and clean out my emails like and i'll do i'll maybe get all of that done while someone cleans my house or like a little team yeah. of people come in and like little you know yeah. like the cinderella story like they, the little animals come <laughs> well, in and they just clean you it know, all up yeah it's like uh, outsource the things Ooh. that other people can do so that you can do the things that only you can do right exactly that's smart yeah 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 definitely and then also learning like we have to as entrepreneurs we have to yeah. keep learning the time to learn things yeah and that's hard too so yeah definitely outsourcing you know if i had the means i would definitely have her here every single day that would be amazing because <laughs> <laughs> i'm still cleaning but it's not yeah. i'm not spending that six hours you know deep cleaning my house i'm working i'm still working on my business and i'm you know so i think it's I think it's, I think people need to see it that way. And they're also helping somebody else. You know, she's got her own cleaning business and she, I'm a client of her, so I'm helping her as well. So I think it, it's perspective. It's how you look at things, you know, and the stigma, there's nothing wrong with being a stay at home mom at all, any way, shape or form, not as full-time job. So yeah. if that's what's on your heart and that's your passion, that's amazing. But um, otherwise I even think they should outsource you know <laughs> give them a break you know full-time moms like stay-at-home moms full-time moms like have a little compassion because they don't yeah. talk to an adult all day yeah <laughs> i cannot yeah, imagine it's, yeah it's, <laughs> that being it's, my a, it's work it's work so like yeah. oh lord give me all the patience to deal with this little <laughs> human that has just created this monster size mess in this room or like and then if you have more than one kid oh, hanging yeah. around i mean oh i i i have yeah i'm just i'm amazed a lot of respect people. and admiration a hundred percent like full-time moms no joke and yeah. the thing is like you are a full-time mom you are a full-time business owner you, you know like it's none of these are part-time jobs yeah, like no. I go to They're work constantly on your mind. They are constantly on. I your go mind, to work like, and I get 20%. to boss people around and actually tell them what to do when they do it. With kids, that's not the case. Yeah, <laughs> like, and when COVID hit and we couldn't send them to school, my God, I was like, how? 
how am I going to do this guys? I'm like, <laughs> and I figured it out, but, um, you're like, I love man, my kids, I, right? I, I, yeah, I love them. Like, but I'm, I love I'm them. Not, I'm, I'm sure I teacher. do. I'm like, I'm a teacher with life skills, not with book <laughs> skills, you know, like but, addition, um, yeah. Multiplication. Yeah. History. And then like, all everybody, we're going to go. Yeah. Just take them all to go work the, um, the cash register. Yeah, and that's yeah. math lesson for today. Well, yeah. we, we learned about money. Yeah, we did that. We learned, um, you learned all the things that I could teach them, you know. Yard work but, is, is um, physical ed. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Go clean the trailer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know. But yeah, yeah. I, I definitely have a new respect for anyone that has mm. homeschooled their kids oh my gosh and yeah, when you were saying that sure. about the the teens coming into work in the shop and like how the social media sort of generation how they've been brought up behind their phones behind screens like I think this whole zoom school thing reinforced that even more where they're like what talk to people in person yes how do we yeah. do that I was gonna say I don't know how to do that I'm like <laughs> yeah what do I do now what do I yeah. say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, her name is Stephanie from Prep. She was one of the 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 lead mentors. Okay. Um, yeah. From she one owns of the Fair sessions. Trade. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. No. Not Fair oh, Trade. Different. She, one. Um, Mar- marketplace. Um, she owned Ace. She runs ASU Marketplace. Oh. Okay. I know who you're talking yeah. about. And she said, I was like, hey, I just wanted to ask you, like, how do you motivate your students? Because they're still students, right? But they're college. I'm dealing with high school, but how do you motivate them? And so she gave me definite tips on how to pull out their personality traits, kind of make them more comfortable doing team exercises, things like that, because people, you know, are kind of shut down with social media and having to pull that personality out. I'm like, how do I teach somebody? Because they have it, you know, it's there. It's just a matter of getting the confidence to use it with people they don't know, you know? Yeah. So... So yeah, she, she definitely gave me some, some tips on that. And she's like, Hey, I would have no problem coming to the shop and doing this for you. She's, she's fun. So I was like, yes, please do it. Please do it. Yeah. (laughs) I love this idea. I mean, like, uh, you know, you, you're not afraid to ask questions of other people to kind of help you along the way. And it's this a concept of like, uh, not just networking, but, you know, building friendships and relationships, but it's also mentorship, right? Because people are mentoring you, but you're, most likely mentoring other people too, because in the conversation of um, asking questions of each other, you're mentoring each other. So I really, uh, really wanted to just highlight that part of the entire experience or the journey that you've been on. I think it's a really easy way to highlight who good business owners are in the community too, when you start asking questions, because people who are scared or think it's competition don't, aren't so maybe forthcoming yeah yeah, with information and it's like it's an easy way to kind of figure out who's who and who's really into collaboration and into the community and lifting everybody around them up so that we all rise together yeah yeah and I've met a few people that I was like oh disappointed you know after talking to them just kind of I mean obviously finances you don't really want to talk about just as anybody right um but as far as like, just, oh, hey, what events did you go to last week? They would just shut down. I'm like, well, it's, you know, I'm not your competitor. I'm just asking, you know, <laughs> conversations, how it went, you know, and definitely people that are open and helping each other out. That's how we have to do it because we're all small business and we have to learn from each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, 
if I don't know how to do something, I'll definitely reach out to somebody that's an expert at it rather than having to figure it out myself. It'll save me a whole lot of time. And then maybe I can, and maybe I can gain a relationship, you know, and collaborate later on the road. You know, I love doing that too. So, yeah. Christina tried to get me to be a churro maker. Oh, I I remember. I found out I do not know how to make churros. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, there's one problem here. I've never even had a churro. I love churros. You should see me whenever. uh, I remember I was at this Valley Leadership thing and it they had like for dessert was this big like a churro bar yes and i must have had i don't know 10 churros for lunch like i had a couple tacos too that day but then like my plate was full of churros like i love churros she's like i had a couple tacos we don't need to talk about the tacos are important but it was the churros Well, because I love cinnamon stuff, cinnamon and sugar. Like yeah. I love horchata. Oh, um, yeah. like I'm oh, a big we have cinnamon. horchata ice cream. Oh, yeah, oh no, I've had it. it. I've had it. I've had it. Okay, okay. Yeah, but I actually, so now that you, uh, now that you tell me about your brick and mortar, I grew up on the West Valley, so I know exactly where 43rd Avenue and Bell is. So I will definitely oh, come visit you. Field trip. Yes, uh, mm, for gosh. sure, and take pictures and promote you and just just cheerlead for you. Um, yeah, let me know how my employees are, good yeah. or bad. Oh, I'll Wait, be one no. of those. What are those Always. called when I come and <laughs> like chat? Secret shoppers. Yeah. Secret chopper. <laughs> Mandy and Miley show up. We're like, don't mind us <laughs> taking photos. Tell everywhere. me. <laughs> uh, so tell me I, everything. We go live on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way they'll talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> You better talk to us. Your boss is watching. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, like, um, what's next for you? But I almost want to say that this brick and mortar, because it opened in February, like this is the current like this is like, make you know, just your baby, making it bigger yeah. and bigger. Yeah, definitely working on that. Um, we're we're almost making our bottom line for the for the store. So that's that's good. Um, yeah. But we definitely need to make it more profitable. Right. So. Um, working on what, like getting, getting the community. Cause with the trailer where people like, oh, when's the next time you're going to be in Mesa? They're not going to drive all the way down, right. you know, to Phoenix. So we, we definitely want to get the local crowd. We just worked with, um, four libraries, um, in Glendale. We're going to be, um, offering free churros to the kids that finish the reading program. Wow. So we're definitely going to, um, follow through with a lot of, um, community events like within the area to try and get a name for ourselves. Um, and then my, so yeah, just focusing, we're, we're launching our fried ice cream on Friday. So I'm super excited about that. It's Did I see ta- a Taki covered ice yes. cream? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So we're at Takis, you know, um, Fruity Pebbles. There's going to be like an Oreo deep, just different kinds. So I think that'll be super exciting. And then, um, you know, just different products to get people. And we had our Star Wars yesterday. Oh. So we had quite a few people come in there for like so Is there an so, opportunity yeah. for vegan fried ice cream? So I'm working on that tomorrow. Okay. Because the consistency is water-based, right? Okay. So I'm just a little afraid to put it in the fire. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm definitely working on that tomorrow. I'm thinking like maybe if I lower the temperature, you know, just play around with it. But yeah, if it works, I would so be down to put that on the menu. Oreos are one of those vegan approved foods. Yes, yes, yes they are. We have vegan Oreos at the shop for sure. People are very excited by them. Yes. 
And then um, I'm not a big ice cream eater, but I think if you cover it in Oreos and throw it in a deep fryer, I might want to eat it. It's delicious. I just eat anything ice cream. Miley was thinking really <laughs> hard about that for everyone who can't see. Yeah, I, listening. I, I was trying to decide, like, like there isn't any ice cream that I wouldn't eat. <laughs> I just wanted to yeah. make sure it was true before I said it. <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Um, well, we have we have eight flavors right now, so we'll we'll be coming yeah. up with new flavors too. So yeah, that's Sweet so beans. awesome. That's so exciting. I'm yeah. so glad you came and did yeah. this with us. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> Jinx. We don't, we don't normally say things at the same time. I think we've been spending too much time together. <laughs> it's funny. We won't see each other for like two days, and then Miley will blow up my phone and be like texting me a million messages. I don't even have a time to read the first one like and respond. And then she's like, boom, 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 boom. And then she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sending you so many text messages. I just haven't seen you in so long. And then I'm like, well, I'll see you for the next few days. Like, we're going to see each other a lot. And then one day in, we're like, we've been hanging out too much. <laughs> But anyways, Christina, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story. And I think you shared so many wise uh, yeah. lessons that you've learned along the way, tips and advice for our listeners if they're interested. And, and a lot of the advice that you gave us, you can actually apply across the board, for, you mm -hmm. know, for in, in many different areas of life. And so thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. That was super fun. She's super cute and just um, energetic. And I know just uh, I, 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 I was so fascinated by her whole story. Just uh, military, no China, Australia. Uh, yeah. um, and then just coming back and just she gets so excited when she talks about her churro flavors and her ice cream flavors. And <laughs> it makes me excited. It makes me want to eat the churros and ice cream. And I had no idea she'd been to Australia or China. Yeah. So that was new to me. Um, and I spent like 16 weeks with the girl in class. So, or maybe <laughs> hmm. it was like 10 weeks. I don't know. It was a few months. It feels yeah. like forever. But, but uh, and then it just, it was so fascinating to hear her story too, to go from like, you know, a, a pop-up tent to a trailer to brick and mortar. And pretty standard so progression. Like people really, everybody, I think nobody wants to live the pop-up life forever. But like she said, it's a very inexpensive way to start a food business, especially one that you can take to like a farmer's market. And then it kind of goes everywhere with you. And you don't need a lot of special equipment to haul it around. Um, but yeah, like the food trucks are sexy and like, you know, you're able to move around. You just have to get permitted in every city and every place you go. Um, and brick and mortar is kind of nice because you don't have to do that. But there are, I love that she went over like the pros and cons of both. And uh, I think that's really good information for anybody considering or wondering what all goes into any of those businesses. I agree. She's fun. She's super cute. She's very animated. Oh. From the day I met her in prep, she was like the question. She's like the one asking yeah, questions. Yeah. She's the one who wants to know everybody. Wants she's the one who wants to know what you're doing, how you're doing it, why you're doing it. She's analytical. She's mm -hmm. so she's super sharp. She's very smart. Like can't get enough. We forgot to ask her about how people can contact her. I know that her storefront is on 43rd and Bell, uh, but people can find her on Instagram. At Churro Go Nuts. It's C-H-U-R-R-O-G-O-N-U-T-Z. On that same note, where can our listeners find us, Mandy? 
Our listeners can find us on the socials and on Instagram at the Main Dish Podcast and on Facebook at the Main Dish Pod. And uh, please visit us. Visit blah, blah, blah. and please visit us next week for our next episode. Yeah, if you find us on the socials, I mean it's not hard to do. I just gave you the details. Uh, hit that follow button. Smash that like button. Smash all, all the, the like buttons. Smash please. our buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, as always, it is always just a wonderful pleasure to be with with you guys. So thanks. Love you. Love you too.